I do. I put people out. Andre Hill! Oh! This is what he does. Down him out of lane. He rips Bobby Bobby Bobby. That's it! Oh. It's over! 12 in a row! on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I'm here messing with my shades, trying to get everything going. Um, Matt and I have two guests uh, today. I have to take my... Uh, all these windows are open. I got to put my glasses on. I, I, Andre Fialo, fifth fight of 2022, which is just insane. Uh, he's, I believe, two and two for the year. He's fighting Jack Della. Uh, and Jack Della uh, Madalena is also fighting. Um, uh, he's fighting Danny Roberts' uh, opening fight of this uh, Lewis Spivak card this Saturday night. There's some really good fights coming up. This is a great card as well. Um, how you doing, buddy? Let me look at it. Let me. I'm gonna look at everything you're even talking about because I get excited. Yes, I don't blame you. How do you spell Andre's last name? Uh, Fialo. Uh, F I A L H O. Fialo. Jack Della. Jack Della Madalena. Madalena. Yeah. Madalena. Madalena. Okay. Uh, let me look. All welterweights. You know, Jimmy. Yeah. A good friend of yours. He captured that welterweight strap back in the day, and I'm not talking about Sam Roberts. I'm talking no, about- no, you mean Kamaru? Yes. Oh, Leon Edwards, sorry. I'd say Kamaru and Leon are more like acquaintances. Dear friends? No. I'm pretty sure you don't have their phone number. I'm pretty sure they haven't been to your penthouse. That's an excellent point. Despite they are open. It's an open invite. Well, I mean, you know, I've been there. I don't want to pray. Multiple times. I know. And uh, it's not the last time I'm showing up. No. Even though, you know. Next time I show over with a jar of weed, I hope somebody else would like partake. I felt a little like a drug addict. Why? Oh, because I show up with a, a big jar. It looks like a ragu tomato sauce, except it's full of oregano, which is not oregano. And I go, hey, who's with me? Right. And everybody's just like, Ooh, guy, I guess you can go outside with that. I go, okay. There's some other great fights, uh, by the way. Spivak and Lewis is the main event. And Zetraku and uh, Ian Kutalaba is the co-main. That's a great, great fight. I feel like Kutalaba gets fourth. What's that? I, he, he's down two. He got submitted by uh, 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 Ryan Spann and Johnny Walker back-to-back both to, uh, this year in, uh, in June and in September. Yeah, you're right, Matt. That was the 10th of September was his last fight. But it was a first-round submission so maybe he didn't really take a lot of damage and he feels ready well some say that you know they asked him when he's coming back he said i'll be gone till september i'll be gone to september give a kiss to my mama that's the fujis that's why if you close your eyes did you think that was why hold on let me wait wait a second did you close your eyes when we do that again i'll be gone to september i'll be gone to september Give a hug to my mama. <laughs> oh, are you trying to see if it's really white? No, it's me, Jimmy. Oh. It's me. Oh. It's a bone, you lucky dog. Very good. Jimmy, 
Yes. I had such a good time. Tomorrow morning. Yes, who it's bring your best friend to work day. <laughs> yes, Matt Matt will that's be on the Jim and Sam show. This is great. How, that's how I'm walking in. And I hope nobody's the fun police for me. I'm going to be like, oh, everybody knows what day it is. I hope you're coming to see me. I'm uh, doing Long Island, the Huntington. I'm going to plug this because it's selling very well. It's, we're only in pre-sale. The pre-sale code is CHIN. Uh, if you go to the Paramount Theater in, in Huntington, Long Island, just go to jimnorton.com. And that's probably the next time after today, that I, uh, tomorrow, that I'll be seeing Matt in March. Um, so come out and see me in Long Island if you want. By the way, Matt, I want to say how good... Uh, February 11th, Makachev against Volkanovski on UFC 284. There's also Josh Emmett against Jair Rodriguez for the interim featherweight belt because Volkanovski is moving up. And Whitaker against Paulo Costa. That is an incredible card so far. And that's in March. I got February 11th, 2023. My gig's in March. Oh, you said, oh, your gig is in March. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. March 4th is my show. Uh, but the... But the uh, UFC is uh, February 11th. So by the time you see my gig, we will know, is there a new lightweight champion or does Makachev remain the champion? We will also know who the new interim featherweight champion is. Whether it's, uh, Emmett. I'm happy for Josh Emmett, by the way. After that, that devastating leg injury he had where he had to sit out for a while, he had looked so good. Very, very happy for him. Hey, man. Yes, sir. I was on my buddy's show yesterday talking about, look, see what this is? It's me and my buddy Christian Harloff. See that picture? Ah, uh, Yes. He knows your buddy Sam Roberts. He said oh the same. no! How? I don't know how he knows him, but he does these geek shows, and you know how, like, when I talk about Andor and I talk about some of the other shows, you get a face like, yeah, like it's a face like you have to, like you maybe went to the bathroom, but you know there's some left, and you're like, yes, it's all, oh, that should be a happy face. That's that, that, I I always enjoy when that happens. You know, Jimmy, you yeah. don't enjoy. When you're, you like when you have a clean movement. You don't want to have to go and then you feel like you're going in intervals. That's not true. And Andre Fialo is in the waiting room, so I guess we should bring him in. Oh, there's Andre. How you doing, man? Hi. How are you, Jimmy? I'm doing good, buddy. Hi, G Hi I want to say hello, too. Hi, Matt. How are you, Andre? So nice to meet you, man. You? Nice to meet you, man. This is your fifth fight of 2022? Yes, sir. It's crazy. Like you've not taken uh, any type, I guess, not enough damage to keep you out for a long period of time. Actually, it did. My last fight took two months off. I haven't taken a month off since January 2021. Maybe you need a month off. Maybe you need some time to, to recharge. How'd you feel after that? Did you need some, you you need some time? I feel great, but I also feel great when I'm competing and I'm, when I'm active, uh, especially when I have no injuries. But... Uh, I got stopped, so I needed some time off for myself yeah. and my brain and for my body to recover. Well, against Baez and, and Van Camp, it was first round uh, stoppages that, that, that you won. So I guess those are both, you took a minimal amount of damage in those. But five fights, I, I, we've not seen many people. Uh, I mean, uh, Kevin Holland, I think, did it a few years ago, but it's not that common. I think you're in a relatively small group. Yes, I think so too. Um, I'm sorry, Jimmy, only because I see no, you. No, no, you go back. But you started training boxing in Portugal under your father. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Can you tell me a little bit about that when you, when you got started in the arts? My dad taught me how to box when I was little. My dad always loved boxing. He always had a boxing, amazing street fighter. And he taught me since I was very young. And I fell in 
did too. I street fight a lot when I was young. I was expelled in my second grade. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, uh, at 18 years old, I tried MMA and I fell in love with it. I competed box amateur. I was champion, national champion. Then I started fighting MMA and the doors kind of opened and I just followed the path. What made you want to try MMA? Sorry, Matt. What made you want to try that and kind of deviate from boxing a little bit? My dad called me one summer and asked me if I wanted to go with him on vacations to south of Portugal. So I went and I met my first MMA coach and I trained with him for the first time. I tried. I loved it. And he told me he would offer me training. I, I didn't have to pay when I come back to my hometown. And that's what happened. In September, when I came back, I started training every day. I didn't have a car yet. I used to take the train. I was 18 at the time. And yeah. How did it go from that to finding American Kickboxing Academy? Well, the things got bad between me and my coach. Uh, he was not a very good person. He used us all. So the team broke apart. I left. And I came to America. A guy tagged me on a Facebook post, say, if you had the visa, you would come here. And it was for the tough tryouts. In my mind, I thought I was going to win the tough. So I came, and I didn't have the chance to, to show what I, my, my strength was. That was boxing. I only grappled, and they didn't want to see my striking. So it was crazy for me. I was in Vegas. Uh, I thought, I can't go home with empty hands. Yeah. So I bought a flight ticket to AKA, because I always had that Luke Rockle, DC Kane, I always looked up to them and I always wanted to train with them. So, yeah, I, I booked a flight and I knocked the door on Tuesday. I trained Wednesday and Thursday. And on Friday, I was signing a contract with a big organization. So I called my dad and said, Dad, I'm not coming back. And you and Luke became close, right? You and Luke Rockhold. Because there was not many people from our weight. So we became like training partners. And, uh, yeah, I became really close to him. And that's what made me move to South Florida. Living with him two months, then I got my own place. And I never left. I loved it here. Look at that. Oh, so you're really tight with Luke. We don't hear that side of Luke. We hear more of uh, other stories of Luke. We don't really hear Luke the good guy, do we? I like hearing that. I, I like Luke, yeah. Come on, tell us about Luke. He's misunderstood. He's tall and handsome. People probably hate on him. But I, I always got along with him. Such a nice guy. But I think they love the villain Luke. The villain Luke, like the bad guy. I think they love that, but he's such a generous guy, such a great guy. First two months I was in the K because I was helping him. He came with, he was sponsored by Adidas at the time. He came with a huge bag by Adidas or two. He told me, choose whatever you want, whatever you don't want, give to the rest of the team. He used to be very generous and help everybody when he can. I think he's a great guy. I love him. I like that. I like hearing that. What did you think of that last fight he had with uh, Paulo uh, Acosta? That was such a grueling it was almost like the type of fight you see in a schoolyard and, and i think that the fighters were critical of it but the fans love it because I, I think we talked about this matt but like we just related to being in a fight that with two guys are so fucking tired and so worn out it, it just looked like the type of thing you'd see happening in a bar parking lot it was yeah. it was great to watch as a fan what an amazing fight i think yeah the fight got to that point because both of them didn't went uh, with enough time because of the altitude to get adjusted to it. So right. it was a crazy fight. I loved it. I, I love Have you had that? Because Matt will talk a lot about the fear of getting tired when, when you're fighting, and that's the greatest fear is the exhaustion. Have you had that in a fight where, I mean, yeah. you're tired, but where you're like, this is going to affect me because I, 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 something is not right here? A hundred percent. My last defeat before I got into the, the UFC, um, uh, 
it was embarrassing. I was super tired. That was because lack of preparation. And that's when I decided to change my mind and uh, prepare myself very well for each fight and uh, don't let no, no stun and turn. Like do everything I can to be the best I, I can on, day, on fight day. And you fight at welterweight, correct? Yes. And you said you came tight with Luke Rockhold. Yes. Well, I was a little heavy at the time, last 205, 200. Oh, and okay. I used to train with him a lot. Um, it makes more sense. Oh, I'm a little lighter now. I keep my weight like 190, 188. Um, but before, I, I didn't used to eat that, that well. So. Oh, you fought. Oh, you. So you were fought up in middle. You used to fight middleweight. No, I just didn't have the good um, re uh, nutrition regimen. Oh, I get it. You're a foodie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a foodie too. Let me tell you. You yeah. know, I've six so, welterweight. No, uh, no sugar, no soda. No. What's the hardest thing for you to stay away from food wise? Well, sugar, sugar, it's kind of like a drug. I don't eat it. I don't want to. I eat it one time. I don't feel good. I eat the second. I want more and more and more and more. So it's just not eating. Not really. Nothing. Um, I like to eat healthy. I like to feel good. Um, yeah, it's not really hard for me. I hate eating healthy, but I like to feel good. Like, I, But I hate it. I, I don't enjoy it at all. It's It's torture. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't like, I, I took out a bag of baby carrots last night and they had, you know, that carrot slime you get when they're fucking going bad. I'm like, this sucks. I'd rather be eating cookies or something enjoyable. I get it. I get yeah. it. Like that, but it's habits. You, you can teach your, your palate. I think that's how you say it. Palate. Yeah. Yeah. So it's habits. I think, I believe. Did you fight a lot as a kid? You said something that street fighter. I couldn't hear exactly what you said. Were you fighting a lot when you were growing up? Yes, I was. Um, my first, well, I started very young. Um, I was expelled in my second grade, invited to get out because it was an expensive school. But then I went to a school that was a lot of neighborhood and a lot of, uh, I don't know, almost no rules. So I used to fight every day, sometimes two, three times a day. My hand would be swollen. And I started falling in love with it. And then I used to hear my dad's stories because he used to fight too. And then I, I used to get inspired. And yeah, that's when I think... That's when that MMA really started, if I think of it. Was it a tough neighborhood when you grew up? A little bit. A little bit, yes. The school I was in, yeah, it had a lot of tough neighborhoods around it. So you kind of get used to the combat at a very young age, so it becomes very comfortable. Yeah, very comfortable. I was very comfortable. Uh, I used to have a very good posture, very calm. Uh, yes, yes. There was a time nobody wanted to fight me no more, so I had to protect others, make excuses. Right. <laughs> just just to get into it, you had to look out for someone else being yeah. bullied. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you're in the right business, that's for sure. So it's amazing. You show up at AKA and you just, and now, and listen, I own a school, so I know what it's like when people just show up and they want to be champ. Some of them are knucklehead. Not all of them, not you. You made it. How did they know? When you show up, would you say, hey, look, I used my money to come here. And do you know Luke yet? Did you know anybody? Nobody. And so, Javier, Javier, Javier Mendez, um, the head coach and the owner of AKA, he told me nobody does that. He said, no, I mean, they, they sent emails, they call before. And he liked that. I, I went there uh, and just knocked the door. Yeah. Was yeah. that the first place you went? Yeah, first place I went in America. Let's see how but, much he, 
Let's see how much he likes it when this interview comes out and he's got 50 people showing up on Monday. Hey, look. <laughs> you worked your Andre. Come on, man. Hey, you got to Part Kane Velasquez because I thought if I can beat or if I can handle Kane, nobody can beat me. So I wanted to train with Kane. And for half, that was crazy because nobody wanted to train with him because he yeah. used to beat up everybody in training, I guess. Can we just set, uh, can we just put out there for everybody to know that Kane has been uh, uh, released on bail? Yes. And we're so happy about that because we yes. all love Kane and yep. we're all behind him. I love and, uh, I got so happy to find out that he was with his family. Yeah. You know. God bless him and his family. Yeah, it's nice he's home before the holidays. Uh, everybody universally was rooting for him to get out, and and hopefully everything is okay for him. And, you know, I, it's, it's it's great news. It's great news. And Amazing news. He gets to be with the family. Have you seen him at all or no? No, I wanted to go visit him, but with all these crazy fights and then time off, I couldn't. No time. Yeah. What do you do when you like say you now, when you do have some time off? Uh, what will you do to take your mind off fighting? You got to have some kind of a diversion. Like I said, since January 2021, I, I decided to change my life and I take one week off. Uh, I've been training nonstop. But after after the, the fight in Singapore, I took uh, almost two months off. I went to Costa Rica. Um, I was not training. I was trying to relax. I like, I love to do activities. So I like to go to the beach. I like to go outside. I like to play every kinds of sports, uh, surf, football, uh, soccer. I mean, we call it in Europe. Uh, I love everything, bike, running. Um, so I like outdoors. I have a dog too. So even when you're relaxing, like even when you're away doing something, you want to stay active. Yes. Do you get bored very easily or does your body start to feel it when you're not moving or when you have nothing physical to do? A little bit, yes. I, and I don't feel good. I start feeling bad and then it's a snowball. Are you good at relaxing or do you have to be tired to sleep? Like meaning, like some people could just lay down when they're on vacation, but do you have to tire yourself out, I should say? A little bit, yes. But when I train, I train very hard. I don't know how to do things middle way. So uh, normally I get tired. So I, I like to relax between practices and, but yeah, I need to sleep, to have a good sleep, I think. Do you spar a lot? Oh, sorry, Matt. Do you, do you spar often or, cause some guys have backed off on sparring just to give themselves some more longevity. Yes, I, I, I do spar a lot. In the we used to spar three times a, a week that I thought was too much. Now it's two times. Um, and I made a mistake actually. Um, after the Baeza fight, I got hit a couple of times and I thought I couldn't get hit in my mind. So I protect my brain. So I didn't spar. And the fight with Van Camp, I wasn't sharp. I got tagged. And that should be a warning that I should spar. I can't go to war with a, um, a sword that it's not sharp, right? Right. It's the same thing when I go to the fight. If I don't spar, I'm not sharp. I was in great conditioning, but I was not going to do Iron Man. I was not going to run. I was going to fight. And my weapons were not sharp. So I need to spar to be sharp. Yeah. I hit. But that's a different thing. That's another training I need to do not to get hit, but I need to spar. Yeah. I've just, it's guys have come out and Matt and I have talked to a few guys who have laid off it at one point. Uh, but I guess for every fighter is a little bit different. Whatever works for the individuals, I guess what you should do. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Now you, you're fighting Muslim uh, Salikov. Did I say that yeah. right? Yes, Salikov, Muslim Salikov. All right. Uh, hey, another striker, but let me tell you something. If I if I was your trainer, I'd be in your ear going, "Hey man, this fucking guy's forty. He's thirty eight. 
He's 30. He's fucking pushing 40, man. You're fighting a 40-year-old. Put the fucking pressure on him. Sorry. That's what I would say. Only because <laughs> I want, even though I'm sure the guy's doing his fucking, he's doing his cardio. You want to know that you're, you know, listen, you're, a, you're in the prime of your life. You're approaching 30. This guy's knocking on 40's door. Hey, man. It's not an old man's sport. Just get your hyped up a little bit. Very true, very true. Yes, and I want to put pressure on him. I, I got to be careful because he's very exposed in the beginning. But that's why I put pressure, and uh, that's what I want to do. And it, it's not that easy to spinning heel kick and spinning back kick when you're walking backwards. So, yeah, I intend to put pressure on him. Uh, I think he'll get tired before me, but I got to be aware. I got to be uh, aware and because he's very explosive and dangerous. Yeah, his last three wins have been by decision. He did lose to Li Jingliang, but his last three wins have been by decision. So I mean, I'm sure he's comfortable. That's the like the advantage to fighting someone older is that like, hey, they're a little older, so they don't have quite the youth on it. But they've also seen everything, and they know how to like when they're getting a little tired. They know how to tie you up, and they know how to push you to the end of the round so they can take a break. You know, they know all the tricks that they need to get through a fight. Yeah, he's smart. He has good experience. He's very smart, and he keeps a low pace because he's so explosive and his opponents are afraid of what he can do. He, he keeps that low pace, not much activity, but then when he explodes, he's dangerous. Like so, Yoel Romero used to do. Like Yoel would, sometimes it looked like he was dozing off and then the next thing you know, there's somebody else is laying on the floor. Exactly, exactly that. Kind of baits you in that little, like pretending it's not, and then explodes. Yeah, then he strikes. Yeah, um, what time now? He yeah. had his time. Yeah, my time yeah. now. Right, yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, well, Andre, look, it was good talking to you. Uh, uh, you're obviously a great fighter. Um, and uh, looking forward to your congratulations on fight number five. I hope you get to relax for the holidays. Don't book anything the first week of January. Give yourself a little bit of time to to heal up and, and, and relax. And, uh, you know, this Saturday night, great fight between you and Muslim Salikov. And we'll talk to you again, okay? Very nice to meet you. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Take care. This episode of UFC Unfiltered, it's brought to you by Love Hemp. They're the official CBD partner of UFC. Life can be a challenge, but we all strive to live it to the fullest. Love Hemp is one of the leading CBD brands, loved and trusted by professional athletes worldwide with a multi-award-winning range, over 40 CBD products, including oils, edibles, capsules, and skincare, all of which are designed to fit seamlessly into your daily routine and support optimal health wellness, and recovery. Whatever challenges you might be facing, Love Hemp is always in your corner. Love Hemp, love life. Available across Europe via lovehemp.com. Coming soon to the U.S. Yeah, that's uh, this whole card is actually really good, Matt. That that's a great fight between him him and Salikov, and also uh, Jack uh, Madalena uh, Adela Madalena, who's coming on shortly. I'm looking forward to his fight as well. We like to make new friends. Yes, we do. Jimmy, do you know who I saw? I'm sorry, Matt, to interrupt you. I think Michelle Pajeda was at uh, uh, the fights last Saturday, and I wanted to say hello to him because I really enjoy him. But I just did. And I don't like to bother the fighters. Volkanovski, we looked at each other, and I'm like, ah, I just should have went up this. to Michelle Pajera and say, hey, yeah, 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 nothing those backflips. Yeah, well, he's he's actually kind of slowed down on them. He's conserving his energy a little better, if you've noticed. All right, I didn't want you to scold him, but I thought that. No, I would never scold him. He'd fucking slap me. 
He would even punch me and slap me. Oh, but if you, I know he does that to show you to a point to his hand. Yeah, go, point to his hand. I'm like, oh, all right, I'm just, you know. But I, I enjoy watching him fight a lot. Your, your producer, Travis, texted me to be there by 9.30 tomorrow morning. You can come in earlier if you want. Who am I going to be there with? Um, do you want to come in earlier? Do you want to come in by 9? I'm asking for the address. And then I said, what time should I jump into Uber? And what do you think to get here from Long Island? Let's let the whole audience. If know. you're gonna Uber, I would take a I would take a train in actually, uh, so you don't have to deal with the, uh, the traffic at the tunnel, Matt. You know what, Jimmy? I think I'm gonna do that. And then take a, then know what I'll do on the way home. I'll jump in an Uber. Yeah, the, then the traffic will be fine. But try to if you want to be there by nine, however long it would take you, we'd love to have you earlier. Uh, you might there be there with a comedian named Rich something. Listen to me. If he's drawing his swords, I'll be ready. No, he wouldn't dare. Not in person. I like Rich Voss. Yeah, I love. He loves you too. Uh, he called me a bloated Joe Rogan one time. I didn't like it. I wouldn't either. He said a lot of mean things to a lot of people. He's he's I'm a very a rotten man. Time. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. I'll drive to the uh, the train, and yeah. uh, I'll take the train in. And then what do I do? I jump in a uh, how yeah, take a cab, or whatever. Because uh, we're on 49th and Sixth, and oh, uh, it's a, a little. Cab. I'm yeah, you don't want to walk. I don't want to walk because it'll be, you know, but you don't know with it. with that city now. The city's, you know, they they look at me. I'm like a five foot six Punisher. They'll be like, hey, let's try this guy. I don't think they would say that. No, you never know. You never. No know. one tries you. Do, do people open, still try I, you in the street? I rip open my shirt and you see this on my chest. Look, the yeah. Do people still have? No one hassles you in the street. Nah, I'm, I'm hardly in the street. <laughs> I'm at my school. No one's a bother me at my school. I don't know. Jimmy, I'm not as, uh, yeah, I know you look at me as that fun loving party guy that old yes, I do. out and mingling and going to a party. I'm really not that guy. FLPG. First you think partying in VR is, is something that, that I you know, I haven't done VR in a while. And, and speaking of that, Matt, I want to jump back in and update my Oculus quest. Now that my living room is fixed, I can run around playing Vader immortal like a fool. You don't like Vader Immortal? Eh, nah. You like Star I, Wars? Yeah, I do. Like, oh man, I'm watching Andor, and it's so good. You know what show I think you'll like that I started to watch, which I'm not. I'm telling you right now. What the Crown? <sighs> Jamie, now you just, you're naming shows that you know I'm not going to watch. Crown is great, but what else? Don't stop before you think of something else silly and. Silly. I won't think of anything silly. I, I know it's the Sex in the City, Ulster oh. King, or something like that. What's it called? It's with Sylvester Stallone. Tulsa King. Yes, my buddy Dom Lombardozzi, who played Herc in The Wire. He's a fucking tremendous actor. Okay. He's, he's great. He, he's in that. Um, so I would watch that just for Dominic. Um, you, have against, you have something against Sly. I love Stallone, but I, I mean, look, did he, did he seek me out at the fights to say hello? No, he didn't. Dude, the, guy is, the guy's in his 70s, I think. It's crazy. And he's still, I saw him walking out. I mean, I, I did get to see him with him and his wife walking out and he still looks like a fucking barrel, like a tank. I'll give you, I'll give you a line from the show, right? He's like, he, he sleeps with this girl, right? He meets this lady, like this one night thing, right? And she's like, well, uh, how old are you? He's like, I'll give you a hint or whatever. And then he's like, uh, you know, seven and five. She's like, wait a minute, 75. She goes, I thought maybe you were a, a hard, a hard 55. He's like, I think the keyword is hard. Yeah, Sly. He's trying to listen. He, why are you making a face like this? 
<laughs> yeah, he's trying to say what he's trying to say that he could still lay down that pipe. That's let's pretend. Let's pretend right. we're in the table read. Okay, and I'm right. I'm I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, you do that line. I'm Who's enjoying it. This is Who's great. All right, who am yeah. I? I'm, I'm Sylvester. You're Smith. him. All right, and yeah. I'm just watching. For the girl, ask like, how old are you? Yeah, well, she did. I'm watching. I'm put it maybe more like seventy five. Oh yeah. <clears throat> then you say it's more of like a. Uh, oh, I thought you were a hard fifty five. Ready? Oh, I thought you were a hard fifty five. Well, I think the key word there is hard. <laughs> flirting with her in other words uh, like he had time to do a viagra or nothing he's just uh, like, no man he did it he did it she, she looked happy she was a uh, she he's was not a funny he's can stallone stop trying to be funny like i love him i think he can be really great but when he tries to do comedy it's it's clunky no, no, no. You think you remember him from Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. And I understand. Or anytime Tango and Cash. Or, Oscar. When, yeah, I know. When he tries to be charming, he's I, not charming. He's, he's I, great as a boxer, but he's not charming. Not, no, no, no. I disagree in this because it's almost like my cousin Vinny. Like they put, like when he gets out of the jail, right? He gets out of jail. He's going, he goes to Long Island, which is funny. He goes to a house in Long Island. He thinks he's going to a strip club. Hey, we're, we're going to scores. He's getting out of jail. This is how it begins. And, uh, he goes to a house, right? And then there's some like this. He's going to sit down. There's some guys behind him, some hitmen. And hey, I don't like. Why do they gotta be behind me? Hey, I don't like anybody behind me. And it's like, whoa! I liked it. I'm like, yeah, but you don't like my Sylvester Stallone? Hey. No, I, I. Your Stallone is not the issue. What is it? <laughs> You're lucky, Jack Teller. Uh, <laughs> What Jack Della Madeline is or is it by Stallone? No, not your Stallone is fine. Wait, what did he say? He he thought he's going to a strip club, and then he, why were the guys behind him? What did he say? He didn't. You, you are you making fun of me, Riz? No, no, I actually don't know what you said. There was guys behind him, right? And he's looking about to have a meeting, and he's going to sit down. All right, we'll sit down over. Why do they got to be behind me? I don't like people being behind me. All right, let's bring in. <laughs> <laughs> You might like my impersonation. No, I love you. It's not your. It's not your impression you at all. You feel like a Kentucky Fried idiot. All right, now that's a good line. Because like that was Rocky. But when Stallone tries to be funny, I never like it. No, all right, Jack's fighting Danny Roberts. I believe it's the opening fight of this main card. He's on a. I think it's a twelve fight uh, win streak. Am I crazy to say that? I no, think I it's twelve fights. I don't even think he knows how to lose. To be honest with you. No. You know. Uh, let's bring. Let's bring him in. Let's bring uh, Jack in. Those losses didn't come in the UFC, I'll tell you that much. No, 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 no. They were quite a while ago. He has forgotten what it's like. Uh, he's coming off of two first-round uh, stoppages. Hey. Hey, Jack. Hello, Jack. How are you? How you doing? Oh, yeah, really well. Thanks for having me. Uh, th thanks for coming, buddy. Where are you right now? Out outside? You look like it's a little chilly there. Nah, it's in Vegas, so the sun's oh. pretty nice, but it is pretty cold compared to Vegas. It don't look like it don't look like the strip right there. Where are you? Yeah, no, we're out in the suburbs, just in our house, chilling. And where are you located now? You living in Vegas? No, I live in Perth, but we came out two weeks early, so about a week ago, just 
getting acclimatized using the PI and getting ready to fight. Is it hard for you to stay off the strip when you're in Vegas? Because there's just so many shows to see and so much shit to do. Um, no, no, it hasn't actually been too hard. We popped into the strip for one day, but I guess we, I'm just focused, you know, I'm focused on the fight. So really just getting training and relaxing and eating good food. And I'll, I reckon we'll visit the strip after the fight for a bit of celebrations. Uh, yeah, I love that last fight against uh, uh, Ramazan Amaya. That by love when a fight is ended on body shots. Uh, that's got to feel so good as a fighter when you stop a guy with with body shots. Yeah, it's a, I love the body. It's an awesome technique, and it's um, it's really it doesn't really matter how tough you are when you get hit in the liver. It can, I'm sure you guys know, like when you get hit there, it's really debilitating and it shuts your whole body down. So it's a precise shot that it really can withstand anyone who's tough yeah i think you hit him twice right you had two solid body shots and he just fell and like you know when that happens the body is just shut down because guys can take quite a bit of punishment and when they when the body shot is hit right they just collapse on the floor yeah. and that's the end of it yeah. that's literally what happened yeah it was a hard body shot and then could just tell it completely shut him down so felt good at that moment <laughs> Now you said now you broke your nose early in your career, and you said you're not going to fix that thing. I will one day. In one, one day, day. is it bad? How do you have trouble? Breathing? It looks fine to me. It's all right. It's a bit crooked. Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah, I see. Okay, and yeah. When you <laughs> lean forward, you scared the fuck <laughs> yeah, out of Jimmy. Jimmy actually went back like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's I got full breath. I can breathe through it. Fine. So. I don't know. I just don't. I want to fight, so I don't want to take the. I'm sure it's a long recovery getting it done, but I will get it done one day. Now I wonder how they do. Whenever something they say you get a nose job, they got to break your nose, right? Yeah. How do they do that? I want to be. I want to say. I want to be a fly on the wall when they put you to sleep. What do they do? They put you to sleep and they just got a fucking uh-huh. one of those hammers. I got of the Looney Tunes. Oh, what? Hey, how, they, how do they fucking? Or they go, hey nurse, come on, who wants to try? They all line up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of just hoping one day, maybe in a fight, they'll break it right into the right spot. Somebody will just knock it back where it should be. Yeah, a bit cheaper, you know. Left hook and take it the other direction. There you go. Yeah. Well, what what if you have, like, let's say you have a foot injury or something. Would you get it done if you had something else that had to be done? Like, all right, well, while we're at it, I'm going to be off for three months anyway. I might as well. Yeah, I guess so. If I I haven't, honestly, I haven't even looked into it. I don't even know what it entails or it hasn't affected me so far. If If it starts to affect me and i can't breathe properly then yeah i'll definitely get it done can, can i uh were you am i crazy were you owing two and then you just won the next 12 and you lost the first two in a span of 16 days no nah, it wasn't 16 days i did i did lose my first two fights i don't i'm not sure what the spam it wasn't it wasn't march. crazy like, oh march and may oh you know what i'm looking at may and may okay yeah, no, it was, um, but yeah it was, it was relatively close but yeah two losses I guess hurt the soul a lot, but it's part of the game. Well, that's that's a, that's interesting because your first two fights you end up losing. After your second one, you might have. Did you ever have anybody close to you and say, "Hey, you know, you gave it a shot. You know, maybe we should go back to school." And then you look back now, and you're how many ten fights and so later, win we won every fight. You feel like smacking that person. Is there any person that came to you afterwards and was trying to get you to get into a different line of work? Yeah, I think so. You know, I can't really, I didn't really listen to him. It sort of went in one ear and out the other, but yeah, definitely. I think there was people close sort of just saying, you still like, it's hard, you know, two losses. You, most people around you probably think, well, what's he actually doing there? But 
I just had um I had trust in my coach sort of we set a crazy goal to get 10 wins in a row and it's a pretty crazy goal that uh the literally the night after the fight yeah we set a we set a crazy goal get 10 wins seemed crazy at the time but we just stayed consistent and hammered away well you don't you don't like the fucking third round do you I mean every fight but one has been a finish yeah yeah I've been that's my my goal is always to try and get the finish but I'm good to go three rounds, but yeah, I'm always trying to get the finish. Did you like it when that it was in the contender series? Did it feel good to go the distance and go, all right, when I have to do this, I could do this. That, I always think those are good experiences to, to go three rounds with somebody tough uh, and, and have to deal with some adversity. Yeah, 100%. To be honest, straight away after the fight, I was for about 10 minutes, I was a bit disappointed, but then everything settled in. I realized, oh no, that was actually completely beneficial and it was awesome to get, just get the experience in the octagon three rounds so yeah it was a dream it was a blessing i think yeah because no matter how good you are you're never going to go on a tear where you're stopping every guy in ufc that you fight uh, in, in a first round there's just too many good fighters guys that know how to to handle damage when they get hurt who are going to wind up taking you later in the fight yeah i, I think it's really valuable to have that happen. yeah 100 yeah i think it's it's inevitable that you go the distance so it's i guess it's good to get the um get it out of the way and know that I have got that in the tank. Hey, uh, Jack, when you're not training like a savage, what do you like to do when you're off time? What do you like? What, what kind of hobbies you got? Not, uh, to be honest, I'm a pretty boring guy. I like surfing. I like getting out for a surf, you know, which is fun. And I like food. <laughs> oh, man. I love, I'm a cooking. Too. I love cooking. I love trying food. So they're probably most important. Yeah, probably most important things. I spend time at the beach. Enjoy some good food. What kind of food do you like? What What is your weakness there? Are you into the Italian food? You like good meat? What do you like? I love Italian food. I love Italian food. I, I love it all. You know, honestly, I love Italian food. I love meat. Out in America, I love trying all the even just like something simple like the burger spots is always I enjoy the burger spots because there's not many good like Perth is you find good burgers, but here there's a good burger on every corner really. And you said you like to cook. Is there anything that you wish you could cook that you've tried that you just sucked at cooking? Oh, that's it. There must be. There is. I can't think of it off the top of my head. What's hard to cook? What's a really hard food to cook? Most of the things, to be honest, most of the things I cook are pretty simple. Simple to me. They're the things I like. I've never, there is things that I don't even attempt cooking, <laughs> if I'm honest. And you're a married guy? No, you just had a, am I correct that you just had a baby? Yeah, I'm married and I've got a child, a new child, my man, Franco. Congratulations. Oh, man. Oh, that's good. You got started up with it. Yeah, it's been awesome. Oh, that's great. You're a young dad. Yeah. Are they traveling with you or no? Or is it easier for you to travel to fight by yourself? Yeah, and no, I've just come out with a couple of the team. They were sort of considering it, but it's just such a long, it's a, such a long flight. Such a long flight. Yeah, man, you celebrate when you get back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, just come out, do the job, and then get home and celebrate. And you're fighting Danny Roberts, who's uh, 18 and 6. I mean, he's been around for a long time. He's one of those guys, again, that has seen a lot of different fighters, a lot of different styles. Uh, and what are, you, what are you expecting out of him, or what are you expecting uh, him, him to come with in this fight? Yeah, he's a veteran. You know, he's been in the game a lot. I expect him just to be tough, you know. Most of his fight, he's really is down to have a fight. He 
at some stage or another in his fights, he normally does bite down and just throw hard shots. I, th- I think I'm better than him, you know. I think I can see punches coming. But, yeah, it's a good challenge, you know. It's a good challenge against a, another veteran who's had wins, losses, and a tough guy. Must make you feel good. Oh, sorry, man. Must make you feel really good too that you're the first fight on the uh, the main card. Uh, they must they must really like you if they're already putting you on on the main card. That's a that's a that's a great sign. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool. It doesn't really affect me. It doesn't bother me at all. But yeah, it's it's cool. Open up the main card so everyone who's tuning in, if they haven't tuned into, if they're just tuning into the main card, hopefully I can yeah kick the main card off to a crazy night. Now. I'm hearing that you took this fight on two weeks' notice. Is this true? Uh, no, I don't. It's probably been, I've probably been about four weeks, I think. Oh, four weeks. That's a, that's a big difference. Yeah, Are yeah. Are waiting no, already I, for something? I was waiting. I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight. Okay. I was really sort of hounding the matchmakers to get a fight some point like October, November. So, yeah, I was, I was just waiting. And then four weeks, it was a perfect time for me. Nice. All right. So you weren't sitting on the couch eating some fucking Fritos and they nah. call you up and go, oh, no, I got to get to uh, America. Yeah, no, I was I was locked in. I was ready to go. You know, I was waiting to get on the flight. I was ready to come make ah. the trip. <laughs> I like that. I think that's smart, too. I, I think because a lot of times you never know uh, when you're going to get a fight on a short notice and, and it could be a career changing or a career defining fight. So I think it's very smart to have that attitude and be ready, as you, especially as you're working your way up. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I feel like I stay ready. My my full-time gig is this. So I train day in, day out. I don't really take time off after fights. I'm always trying to improve. So it was a, yeah, four weeks is more than enough time, if I'm honest. What did you want to do when you were a kid? Did you know you were going to fight? Or did you have something else that you thought you'd wind up doing? Uh, I was really into rugby. So like when I was probably younger, rugby was a big, big one. I wanted to compete rugby, fly around the world and compete and sort of at one stage or another i realized that actually i think mixed martial arts is something that i want to do i sort of took all my passion for rugby and just transferred it over into mma and fighting there's rugby's not as big here i mean people do like it but it's not like it is uh in other countries but like at home can guys make a a great living and and be like legit uh famous guys from playing rugby um they can, if it's a tough sport, you know, it's a real tough sport. They're in Australia that every, every state has a team basically that if you get into that team, you could make a living, but it's not a bit, it's no, it's not even rugby in Australia. It's not massive. It's not the biggest sport, but the guys, guys do make it. And it's a, it's a tough way to make a living. It's similar to fighting. I guess it's a very physical game and a lot more competition. You're competing every weekend for a, big chunks of the year jimmy if you're looking for something in the past time to do and i, I don't don't go into rugby jimmy <laughs> no i'm I, i'm not uh, athletic and i don't think rugby but i know it's a very very uh tough sport and i, I just again I, I can't think of a famous rugby player but again i don't watch it so i mean i only know two soccer players I, and now perth is I, i've been to to melbourne and i've been to sydney i did the sydney bridge harbor walk which was fucking terrifying if you're scared of heights uh, what is Perth like? Is it a, a main uh, city like uh, those two, or is it smaller? It's a lot. It's smaller than both. It's probably half the size. I would, I would say of both those cities. It's a small city. There, it's a lot more of a beach town. There's a lot of the city is pretty much on the coast, and the whole coast of Perth is pretty 
pretty unreal. Like the beach is perfect and the weather's good. Bit more quiet than those cities. How far? Far away from those cities. It's Perth is on the west coast, so it's the complete other side. So it's basically like New York is Melbourne and Perth is LA. Oh, I didn't even realize that Australia was that was that wide. Yeah, you see, I'm very I'm very US centric. I don't know anything about other countries. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're pretty much identical. They're probably the exact same sort of flights. Probably a five five hour flight from either one. And isn't in Australia? Isn't it between all those major cities? Just a lot of really kind of not not inhabited land or not large populations. Yeah, pretty much in between Perth and Sydney, which are opposite ends of the country. There's really nothing in between. Desert. A lot of kangaroos. Do guys drive across country? Is that a thing people will do? Like to just stop at these little towns? Yeah, you can drive. If you drive around the coast down the bottom that you can stop off, but you would never drive straight through the middle because there's really, there's not much there. There's a big rock in the middle that people sometimes go to, but called Alice Springs. But apart from that, it's pretty much just orange country. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's not for me. I'm not an outdoors. Do you like outdoors stuff or do you prefer indoor activities? I'm more, probably more of an outdoor man. I like getting out there. But yeah, the beach. I like, in Perth, really, the beach is the place to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't spend a lot of time at the beach for, for many reasons. I'm just not in beach shape. Um, you know, so yeah, I don't need some guy picking up my girlfriend at the beach while I sit there and watch. Fucking humiliating. <laughs> if you do win, uh, are you hoping to get on 284? Uh, in Perth, I believe that is in Perth, right? 284? Yeah, that's in Perth. Yeah, 100%. That's the plan. Get through Danny. Not looking through Danny. Danny's a tough guy. So get through Danny and then reassess. And if I still want to do this, I'll rock up in Perth. What do you think of uh, to Volkanovsky to going, uh, going back up to, uh, to lightweight to fight such a guy like Makachev, which is that's a really hard fight um, for anybody, but especially someone who is not almost strictly a ground fighter. What, what, what do you say? Uh, uh, his, I'm sure you think he has good chances, but what do you think of that fight? Yeah, I'm, I think he has good chances. I think he's very good. I think it's a, it's a risk, you know, he's going up, but I think you've got to take those risks to fall into the category of being great. And that's what he's trying to do. There's not many people that would, it's bro, yeah, not many people that probably take that sort of risk, you know. He's pretty dominant at 145, but... Hey, if you're going to take, like, if he wants to be great, you've got to take those risks. And hey, if anyone can do it, I think he's got the, the great one has the chance, you know? And he did against Brian Ortega. He, uh, he survived that third round, which I still think that's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen was him, was him not being choked in that third round. So he's, he's dealt with guys who were savage on the floor before and wound up winning the fight. So, uh, yeah. And also Whitaker against, uh, Paulo Costa is a great fight there. That's too. an incredible fight, you know? think whenever one of those two guys are going in the cage it's going to be pretty it's going to be mayhem and it's going to be an impressive fight it should be said that the main card is at 4 p.m eastern time yes uh for whatever reason where are these fights being held for the world to know in vegas it's in vegas my fight this weekend yeah at the apex it is at the apex yeah all right listen there's always the people like oh i like the crowd i don't like the crowd I just like good fights and this is a yeah. solid card and I love the apex. I like hearing, I like hearing people. I, like I do people. too. I do. Yeah. I think there's benefits to both, you know, it's exciting. And at the end of that, it's a fight. You're going to see a fight, whether there's people behind or not. It's a, it's a good fight.
You're kicking it off the main card, 4 p.m. versus Danny Roberts. I'm excited, Jack, man. I'm excited yeah. for you. And uh, you know we're going to be watching, my man. Oh, yeah, I'm excited, too. It's going to be cool. It's gonna. I'm going to kick the card off to a good start. We'll talk to you again, Jack. Have a great fight, man, and congratulations. You're on a 12-fight win streak. You've looked really, really incredible, and uh, have a great fight, man. It's good talking to you. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Matt. Cheers, Jim. Nice to meet you, bud. Take care, Jack. Hey, we got some fights, man. You know, he really is a fucking animal too. It's it's great watching him. Yeah, man. Uh, you're, you're listen. Me and you are hanging out tomorrow, bro. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. I don't know. Is he, are you giving me topics we're going over, or is it just no? Whatever you want. You and Sweet Daddy can talk about whatever you want. Dude, who? Uh, I'm calling. I'm calling Ross Sweet Daddy. That's you. I knew it was you, Jimmy. I hope so. If you, I'm, not, I'm not calling you that, though. But in front uh, of you. we're going to have so much fun, dude. I'm going to stink coming in there because I'm going to be partying. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. You're going to be out oh. there doing uh, drugs. Right? Yes. I understand. Oh, fucking. There's a giraffe. And I'm going to have so much fun. That's my plan. If Good. I plan on having fun. If, if, if you're going to say, if I'm going to get a text later on, say, Matt, we still want you to come by, but no fun. <clears throat> no, we would never say that. We would never say that. We only want fun. No. See them more. Just bring your ID. Make sure you have a driver's license. Oh, yeah. They're not going to let me in. Yeah. Listen, uh, all right. Well, tomorrow, if you want to listen to the Sam and Robert show, I'll be there. Oh, and the uh, Sam and Robert show? The Sam and Robert show? It's the Jim, and, Jim yeah, Norton I, I, and I Sam took, Roberts. I took you totally out of your own show. I know, and you put Sam and Roberts. Hey, listen to me. The guy you're thinking of Danny Roberts. No, you're thinking of Danny Roberts. We just mentioned Danny Roberts. You're thinking of Danny Roberts. The other day, Jimmy, I used true. It's not that it's not called that at all. It's called the Jim and Sam show. <laughs> and uh the other day I was uh the big thing with Christian Harloff, and I was on the on uh KH and Friends. I don't know if he's, he's making his name shorter by just doing the initials, Christian Harloff and Friends. And it was good, man, because my friend has again. The big thing he does like a, a geek uh podcast i'm gonna say it's a geek thing but it's a lot of pop, pop culture mm -hmm. so we were talking about all my geek stuff from andor to all that fun stuff good so i don't know i want you to listen to, i want you to watch it like right now and i want to see you tomorrow let's plug the fights uh yes lewis against uh sergey spivak it's uh saturday the 19th and the uh, prelims are at 1 p.m main card 4 p.m uh, Kennedy and Zechiku against uh, Ian Kutalaba is the co-main. Uh, Chase Sherman is fighting. I love Chase Sherman. Waldo Cortez Acosta. That's a great third fight up. Andre Fialo against Muslim Salikov. And, of course, the card is kicked off by Jack Della Madalena against Danny Roberts. Really, really great uh, card this Saturday. And um, I will talk to you uh, tomorrow morning. I can't wait, Jimmy. We're going to have souls. By the way, I haven't checked. I've been getting messages. I have not checked my, um, my cameo. Forever. I saw oh, you should. So maybe I should. So if anybody sent me a cameo, I'm gonna get back to looking at that and I'll do the Christmas ones and the turkle turp turkey ones. Gobble gobble. You want a, a Thanksgiving Day cameo? You know where to go to. Who gets who gets those? Nobody. People do. Well, people want to give them just to say they're thankful for both me. Sure. 
Okay, Jimmy, I'm going to see you tomorrow. I can't wait. I don't know what it's going to entail, but I know it's going to be fun. All right, buddy. Bye, everybody. 